welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today is the last episode for 2021. Can you believe it? I can't believe that we have already, I mean, Butterfly Kisses has been around since May. We, I started in May and it's been an amazing wild ride since I've started this, this podcast. And I remember hearing that I needed to get it going and it needed to start and it needed to be started in May. Uh, and I didn't know why. And I'm so grateful that I've had this platform to be able to share my journey with, with all of you and to have this platform to be able to kind of, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Grief. <laughs> Go through the process. It's been a wild year. So today, as I record this episode, it just so happens today is the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. And it is a time when we shift from darkness into light. And it's really a good time to release all of that we don't really want to take into 2022 with us. Like I was saying, this year has been a very challenging one. So, it, you know, we get to clean our plate and start anew. We're going into a new year with new hopes and new, new expectations. And I am really expecting 2022 to be an amazing year. And I'm, I'm, hoping and praying for all of you to also have an amazing year coming up. So now is the time to set intentions, manifesting intentions. What do we want to create in 2022? What do we want 2022 to look like for us? How do we want to come together as a collective? How do we want to come together as an individual? What do we want to share with one another? What do we want to bring into the world? What do we want to create? So today is a powerful day and I'm hopefully everybody has taken some time to kind of sit down and figure out what we want, what you want, and moving forward where we want to go. Today I'm going to go through some questions that have come in from listeners and from my audience. I've received questions on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and also through email. And so I wanted to answer a few of the questions that have come in. I thought today would be a really good day to do that. And, you know, if you have any questions for me, or if you have any topics of conversations that you want to want me to address, or people that you think would be great people to bring on to interview, please shoot me an email or a Facebook post or a Facebook message. Uh, you can email me at amy at amygraycunningham.com. I would love to hear from you. And I would love any suggestions. I'm more than willing to ask anybody to be a part of Butterfly Kisses podcast family. One of the questions I received is I, on one of our episodes, we talked about how souls, I guess it was the um, bus stop conversations episode where I talked about how as souls before we incarnate, we actually pick our parents and we pick our tribe and we pick the people in our lives who could best become uh, teachers for us in this lifetime that could help us move through and learn the lessons that we need to learn. So how and why do we do that? 
is the question. The answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I have theories. I have my, I, my ideas. I have what I think happens, but obviously we don't really, really know. But what I feel is it's kind of like when I've decided, when I decide, okay, I'm going to incarnate into this world called earth and I'm going to start off in 1971 and I'm going to go through, you know, so many decades and this is what I want to learn. I want to learn forgiveness. And so how's the best way to learn forgiveness? I'm going to incarnate into this family and there's going to be a lot of alcoholism in it. And there's going to be this and this and this. And so who are the best parents? And I go to my spirit guides and my tribe and, and they're like, well, this particular person and this particular person, perfect parents. So I go to my mom and my potential dad and say, I'd like for you to be my parents or somebody could bump up and say, Hey, I'll be your dad. I'll help you. I really want to, you know, learn the opposite of forgiveness and, and, and I'm here to help you. So there we go. I really think that my father incarnated and endured a lot of the pain and things that he went through as a way for me to learn forgiveness and self-love to think about the fact that he went through a lot of the things that he he went through in his lifetime knowingly i'm very grateful because wow he must really love me that's all i can say the other question is, as children, why would we pick, pick parents who may abuse us? That's another really good question. And the answer to that is, I don't know that answer either. I have my ideas. Once again, I think, and once again, I think it's because we're here to learn lessons as well. We're here to experience ourselves as divine beings. And I am never condoning abuse. I'm never condoning violence. Or if you're in a violent relationship or an abusive relationship, or you're in a violent situation, you know, if you're not safe, get out, find safety. Nobody deserves to be abused. Nobody deserves that in any way, shape, or form. I am not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is as a soul, souls, our souls can never be hurt. We can never be killed. And our souls are energy. Energy it always is. It continues on. When our souls leave this body, our souls continue on. Our bodies die, but we do not die. The person that experiences, the, the, the soul that experiences does not die. It continues on, which is amazing if you, if you stop to think about that. When my husband crossed over, his physical body died because his soul left the body, but his soul continues on. I can still feel him. I can still hear him. I can still see physical evidence of him around. 
it's different. Obviously, I don't see him in a physical body and I don't actually have, you know, full on conversations like we would here. However, I, it, it, there, there's still a relationship there. So with that being said, I do believe that we pick our parents for a particular reason because they are an energetic match to who we are and they are here to help us move through karmic patterns and blocks and restrictions that we want to clear in this lifetime. Now, my father married a lady, her name was Terry, and she was raised in a very abusive home and she grew up to be in a very abusive woman. She did not know another way of life. I witnessed that abuse on her children. I witnessed that abuse on my father. And it was horrific. It was devastating. And the pain that she went through, I can see it now. I couldn't see it at the time I was in the situation. She is no longer in this physical world. She has refocused and she is in spirit now. And she lived the life that she was supposed to live. And she affected my life in a way that has helped me to see the darker side of life. And in order to know the light, you have to know the darkness. And there's a lot of souls in this world that come from a place of they actually incarnate. They want to incarnate into the darkness, the darkest part of humanity, so they can actually know it and feel it, move through it, understand it, experience it, so they can help others move through it and to see the light and to be the light. And there's so many pioneers out there, so many people out there who have gone through the darkness, have found the light and have become the light for so many people out there. You think of people out there like Martin Luther King, who was an activist for civil rights. He helped change the world. And, and even today, some of, some of the people who are changing the world and living through the darkness, it's just absolutely amazing because they help us to see the light within us. And so, yes, I do believe that people actually choose to incarnate into some of the most horrific, unbelievable things and situations and we may not understand it, but I do believe it's for a higher purpose. And some people are like, why could, how could God allow a child to suffer with needless cancer or an ailment that leaves them paralyzed or, or in a bed? Or, I mean, there's just, there's so much suffering sometimes and it's, it's just painstaking to watch. However, there's always a new, another perspective. There's always a way to look at something from a higher perspective, a higher plane. 
And it's all about how do I want to perceive the situation? We can look at it from being the victim or we could look at it from being the victor. It's all about perspective and perception. So yes, I do believe that children do incarnate with abusive parents and they do so for a reason. And everybody is perfectly perfect. There is no right, there is no wrong. It is just what it is. And we're all here to experience ourselves as divine beings. And we choose the path that we want to go down. Now we do have divine will. And that is a gift that God gives us, which is amazing. So we can choose once we get here. Ah, I don't want to live in the darkness anymore. I want to move out into the light now. And, and we can do that at any moment. Or we can stay in the darkness and we can wallow in it because that's where our egos are, our personalities want to be. Totally fine, totally okay. Eventually we're going to get to where we're going anyway because ultimately our souls are, are in charge. But it's however we want to get there. And it's perfectly perfect. So allow yourself to be where you're at. Allow yourself to love and to accept where you're at. If you're 100 pounds overweight, accept it. That's where I'm at today. I am beautiful because I am a soul. I am a soul having a divine experience, and this is what I want to experience. Do I want to continue experiencing it, or do I want to change? What do I need to do to change it? That is the question. And that goes back to where I started at to begin with. What do we want 2022 to look like today? completely up to us. We create our own world, our own reality. We create it by our perceptions, by what we think, by the actions we take. We create the reality that we are living. Everybody has a different perception. Everybody has a different reality. And you can ask 20 people who watch the exact same accident happen, and you're going to have 20 different answers because each one of those people have a different perspective. Are they right? Are they wrong? How does the Akashic Records keep store of all of our information? Hmm, that's another really good question. The Akashic Records are all energy. Everything's energy. This pencil's energy. It's just moving at such a slow rate that it actually looks solid, but it's energy. My hand is energy. This phone is energy. It just looks solid. We are in the third dimension. Everything is solid. It is slow moving. The Akashic records are in the fifth dimension. It moves. There is no time in the fifth dimension. Everything is happening right now. All of our past lives, all of our future lives, everything is happening right now. All of the, everything that we've ever thought, done, said is stored in the Akashic Records. When we go to sleep at night, our bodies sleep, our bodies need the rest, but our souls do not need to sleep. In the spirit world, our, we, we don't sleep. We, we are constantly moving. We're constantly doing. We don't need to sleep. So our souls actually go into the records every night, which is so cool. And we do a download. 
we do a brain dump of everything that's happened, everything that we thought, everything that we said. And if we want to learn something, we can learn it. There's been plenty of times I've set the intention before I go to sleep. I want to learn a certain program. When I wake up, I go to class while I'm, I don't know how it works. I just know it works because I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, that's how it works. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. Or I wake up with an inspiration for an idea for a blog post or an inspiration for an idea for a posting or whatever it is I need. It's, it's just amazing. I, I don't, I can't explain how it works. I just know that it does. So I set that intention. I go to sleep with it and I wake up the next morning and poof. Sometimes I actually remember being in class. I've had dreams where I literally felt like I was in class and I've remembered those dreams. And so everything, and it's so amazing. And when I do readings for people and I've done quite a bit of them now, I've been doing this for a couple of years and so amazing because people are like, oh my God, I'm still, you know, this could be a, an incident. I'm telling them a story about uh, that was something that happened to them 25 lifetimes ago. And they're like, oh my God, I'm still recreating that same pattern in a relationship in this lifetime. And they can so identify with it. Yeah. We are constantly, and, and and it's so, it's so cool because they can, they can actually see where the pattern, the habitual pattern started and why. So when they go to, to make that same choice, they're like, oh, I don't have to make that choice. I know why I'm making that choice now. I'm free from, I don't have to, so they can make a different choice. And when we make different choices, we take different actions, we get different consequences. That's how we create change. So how, how do the records, how are the records, how is the information stored in the records? I don't know. I just know that it works. I know that my, my guides are there to help me. I know that the Lord's masters and teachers are there to help me. And I know, I know that, you know, Archangel Metatron is there to oversee all the records. So I don't necessarily know exactly how it works. I just know that it does. And I trust in the fact that it does. And I believe that it does. How do you tap into someone else's records? Well, just so you know, I cannot tap into anybody else's records without their consent. So if anybody tells you that they went into your records the night before, you know they're lying because Nobody can go in your records unless you give them your permission, your consent. And when I do a reading for somebody, I have to ask them for information. I have to get their full name now, their full name at birth, um, their birth location, and their birth date. I need that. Those for me, and that's, that's for me, that's the way I work. That gives me vibrational access, energetic vibrational access to their records. Some people just need... Some people may need other things, but for me, that's the way I was trained. That's the way I know. And that's what I need. Now for myself, when I go into the records, I just say my name. Some people, when they're doing readings, they just need the name. But those, are, those for me are the vib vibrational keys that I need to be able to access other people's records. What is a soul realignment reading? That is another good question. A soul realignment reading is a particular modality that was created by my mentor, 
um, Andrea Hess. And she created this particular reading. It's, it's an Akashic Record reading. You go into the Akashic Records and it's a very um, streamlined, detailed reading. What it does is it helps realign our souls to how God created our souls to manifest, which is really amazing if you think about it. Because like I said earlier, there's no time in the Akashic Records. So I can go in and, and I have specific protocols and specific questions that I ask when I go into the records and I can see how God created. It's kind of like, you know, God taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that and putting it all into a pot and making the perfect Amy Elizabeth Gray Cunningham um, or the, you know, the perfect Michael J. Fox or the perfect, you know, Susan B. Anthony. I don't know. We're all a part of God. We're all a part of this magnificent source, this magnificent entity. And when he, she, it, I prefer to call him he, it's what I know, that's the way I was raised. That's comfortable for me. I kind of see him like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to add this. And, oh, I think this would be great for Amy. And this, oh, we're going to add this characteristic. And, oh, I like this about me to put in this one. And, you know, and he mixes it up and not one single soul in all of the billions and billions and billions of souls are going to be exactly the same. There's a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and mix it all up and poof, we have the perfect soul. So I can see how God created your soul to manifest before any blocks and restrictions, before any negative karmic patterns were ever created, before you started making any negative choices were entered into your lifetimes. Now, from there, uh, what I do is based off of the intention that you give me, because I do ask for an intention before the reading begins, and that kind of directs the reading. But I do ask for an intention of something that you'd like to manifest within the next three to six months. And then I go into the, into the blocks and restrictions that pop up. And it could be just about anything from any lifetime that is blocking your hose, your divine, your, your access to source keeping you from being able to manifest based off of who you are at soul level, being able to manifest that perfect, because God created us in his image and we are created to create. That's what we were made to do, which is so amazing. I just love it. And so that's basically what a soul realignment reading is. It's realigning our souls to who we are at soul level so we can manifest the way God intended us to manifest. A lot of the times, uh, for the majority of the times, people can resonate with who they are at soul level. Sometimes they can't because they haven't been living who they are at soul level. And so for those people, I tell them, you know, try it out, take it out for a test drive, see if it works, put the training wheels on, take it out. If it doesn't work, then you haven't lost anything. But 99.99% of the people who have tried it on tell me it works. And I know it works because it's working for me. So that much I can tell you. What does it mean that we're all the same, but we're in different faces? Hmm. That's a good question. I believe that we all come from the same ocean. We are all, like I said, we are all made from God. When we're in heaven, we are all one and it's hard for us to experience ourselves as separate when we're all one. 
So we incarnate into this world so we can experience ourselves as separate. Our souls go into this third dimension, this third dimensional body, and we experience separation because how slow and dense this third dimensional world is. There's hand, we have hands, we have physical skin. We can see the difference between you and me. We can feel the difference between you and me. We can hear the difference between you and me. And so we can experience ourselves as separate from one another, which is amazing because then we can learn who we are and how we operate. But we're all still divinely from source. We're all still divinely God. We're all still connected by that umbilical cord to the divine source. We're just in separate vases. And when that vase breaks, when this body breaks down, our souls reunite into the oneness of source, which is just absolutely amazing to me. How do I know Jonathan is my spirit guide? I've talked about Jonathan on separate episodes or different episodes before. And how do I know? I know because I met him in my mind's eye and I continue to work with him and have been for many, many years. And actually it's kind of funny because years ago I had this blue dog. He may have been a blue bunny rabbit, but I always thought of him as a dog. So I called him a blue dog and his name was Jonathan. And literally this, I I felt his presence in this stuffed animal as a child. My guide, my protector, what he, that was who I talked to. That was who I communicated with. And it was a tangible representation of my spirit guide was this blue dog. And when I was introduced to Jonathan, And it was, it was kind of interesting because a friend of mine, one of my mentors, Jessica, she introduced me to who my, who my guide was, my primary guide. And literally I heard the name Jonathan and I, and I saw him in my mind's eye, what he looked like. And he is, and I can hear him laughing. He's always on my left side over here. He is a black jazz musician. He plays the saxophone. He wears a little black cap with little black glasses and he's always saying, Hey baby. And that's how I hear him whenever he wants my attention. He says, Hey baby. And he just kind of laughs and, um, he guides me. I hear, I hear his strength and I hear his support. He visits me in my dreams. I visit him in the records at night. I see him in meditation And it's, he's been with me for many, many lifetimes. It is a very, very deep bond and relationship. And I trust him explicitly to guide me and to help me. Now there's times where I don't listen to him and I push him off to the side. And at those times is when I really don't like myself much afterwards. And I really I'm very upset that I decided to go off on my own, but he's like, okay, go on, have fun. And I can hear him laughing saying, yep. But spirit guides are, they've had, they have incarnated before. So they understand what it's like to be human. They understand the emotions and the feelings. And it is so, it can be so hard to 
be human because of the emotions and the feelings and the issues and the problems. And they are here to help guide us and support us in our everyday lives. Whereas angels have never incarnated before. They've never, but they're here to help us and guide us their gifts from God as well, but they've never incarnated. So they don't actually know what it's like to be human. They don't understand the human concept, whereas spirit guides do. I'm sure Jonathan and I, I know Jonathan and I have incarnated before together in other lifetimes, but they don't, when Jonathan gets to experience everything that I experienced, but he doesn't incur any negative karmic debt, if that makes sense. He doesn't incur the consequences that I incur now in my lifetime because of the choices that I make. I'm the one that makes the choices. He makes the suggestions. He may even open the doors for me. He may even make opportunities available for me, just like the angels do. But I'm the one that actually has to walk through the door. I'm the one that actually has to make the choices and take the action. And I'm the one that incurs the karmic debt. It's totally up to me because I'm the one that chose to incarnate into this lifetime, which is pretty awesome if you ask me. You know, we, we are divine beings having a physical human experience in this world, and we're experiencing ourselves as divine beings in this world, and we get to create the life that we want to create. This is the perfect time to think about that as we go into this next year of 2022 and what we want this world to look like and how do we want to look at things? What perspective do we want to take on things? You know, we can look at it as, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Or we can look at it as how can I be a blessing to others? How can this bless me today? How can I make someone's life better today? What can I do? What choices can I make today to improve my life so somebody else's life may be better? What can I do today to shine my light in the darkness? Not everything's always black and white. Not everything's always exactly the way you think it looks like. And sometimes we have to ask the tough questions. Sometimes we have to see things from a higher perspective. We can judge other people's situations. We can look at somebody else and say, oh, they were arrested for that. And, uh, you know, they must be a bad person because they've done this, this, and this. But we don't know why. We don't. We haven't walked in their shoes. We don't know the circumstances surrounding that issue, that reason. Grace, forgiveness, mercy. They're powerful principles to live by. The greatest of these is love. And if we can shine love just a little bit, Give love just a little bit to people and allow people to be just where they're at. We may find that our life can become just a little bit more 
expansive, happy, joyful. But it's up to us. We get to live it. We get to experience it. We get to make the choices. Nobody else. So thank you so much for joining me today and for allowing me to answer these questions. And like I said, if you have any other any questions you'd like for me to answer, if I don't know the answers, I will find somebody who does. If you have any topics you would like for me to discuss, please email me at amy at amygraycunningham.com. And I will make sure that we will get an episode um, scheduled for you. That would be awesome. And if you would like to be on the show, uh, please let me know that too. I'm always looking for guests and um, we have a really exciting guest coming up in January. I think it's January 9th is the next episode that'll air in or the first episode that'll air in 2022. So I'm so excited about that. But she is an author and a writer and it's all about uh, relationships. So what a great way to start off the new year with then talking about relationships and what it means to have healthy relationships. <laughs> so I hope you will join me and I hope you all have a wonderful New Year's Eve, a wonderful new, new year. And I look forward to seeing you in 2022. Thank you. And remember, spread your wings and fly, my friends. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.